are listening to Gizmonic Institute Radio. In the not too distant future, on no specific date, there were two guys with a mutual love of MST3K. They were on their way to watch a favorite show, but then things went bad as they tend to go. When they woke up, they were surprised to find they had been kidnapped by a scientist and launched into the sky. Now they're stuck in space until they've watched every episode of the show. That's the only way that Dr. Odds says he'll ever let them go. Now we invite you to join our heroes as they travel both near and far. Podcasting their grand adventures while hurtling through the stars. It's time for Cosmonic Institute's Radio. Uh, okay, uh, what, what's this? This is your first space edition of Renee's Says. Oh, uh, Renee's Says? Yeah, like, it's my newsletter, isn't it a catchy name? Yeah, well, it's Renee Says, what? right? I know, but that doesn't rhyme, so just, just try it out. So just like a, a real slant rhyme here, Renee Says? I mean, you, okay. have, you have a critical I mean, tone, but you haven't tried it up. Open up to page one and see my article okay. about Hog or not. Oh. Uh, what? Hey, guys, it's Hog? me. I don't mean to interrupt, but I just yeah. got, I just read the greatest thing I've ever read. It's called Renee Says. Oh. <laughs> yes. You got a copy of this newsletter, too? Yes, Renee says this is a great, great uh, newsletter. I love I have, it. You I have, have some distribution on this. I have a readership already. I just you have finished interstellar it about five readership. Ago. Well, there's no wonder with the great articles that I have found in there, including this hot expose on hog or not. Yeah, I try to do the hard hitting stories. You know, other news agencies are like, I don't know if we can we can get into the realm of hog or not. So what? Yeah. Wait, what is hog or not? I guess I could read the newsletter, what? but I'd rather have you, you explain it to me. Because <laughs> I'm lazy. This guy doesn't know hog or not. What a nerd! Yeah, seriously, it's. I mean, it's been exposed for quite a while now. It's uh, it's iconically like the greatest thing ever. Okay, so what is it? Let's click. Let's pull it up on the otter now. You know, I, t- I told you, you don't have to keep making that noise every time you click the mouse on the computer. Bleep, 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 bleep. Actually, look, I don't want to, I don't want to correct you again, Jeff. But in mm. fact, yes, she does. Uh, the punching of the keys, move? the punching of the keys is a stupid part. You don't need that. Everything is, everything is, is, is synced up by bleeps and bloops from mouth noises. That is actually how you control the computer <laughs> and the internet. Ah, that explains why my web browsing has been going so poorly. Yeah, like, look, look, I'm gonna check my email right now. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> there. Okay. Oh All look! Right. Oh look! I got another, I got another email from Hoggernaut. <laughs> the uh, the physical devices are just totems that are helpful for you to uh, allow you to conceptualize the. the for the for your finger exercises. Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. I don't want oh, your fingers to get atrophied up there in deep space. Yeah, that would be that would be the worst health thing that we could uh, encounter while we're eating nothing but clam juice and uh, okay. and wood pancakes. Okay, well, well, up here on this first page of Hog or Not, you okay. can see that we've got a very zoomed in picture of something that's very. That's oh, that's vile. What is what is that? Pink and it's fuzzy. Well, that's the question, a, my friend. That is the question, isn't it? There's an upward curving dark mark that could be the corner of a pig mouth. 
But it could be a number of other things. It could be a folded blanket. Huh. Okay. Um, wait, so you look at the picture and you're like, hog or not? Exactly. Well, I get it. Okay. That is the question. Okay. As old Billy Shakespeare would have said. God, if only he had known. This t- then the future would be sitting and dissecting pictures to figure out whether or not they're pigs. Yeah, the, the swine and arrows of outrageous fortune. Right. Um, I'm really, going to go hog on this one. Okay, now, now, what really ramps up the excitement for this is you notice that there's the vote bottom down there. But mm-hmm. uh, you have to enter a bet. Oh, like actual money? Mm-hmm. Or, or oh. uh, naming your firstborn child after hmm. whatever someone wishes. Um, Okay, put whatever it, put the picture that. is, whatever the yeah. picture is, is your first. It, that has to be your firstborn child. If you are wrong, okay, put put the bet in as Doctor Odd's firstborn child. So I feel like we can play fast and loose with what? this with this website. There's there's some anonymity. All right, here. all right, let's let's enter uh, Doctor Odd's firstborn child. That's what. Odd. Wait, are you saying? Are you? Oh, saying it's a pink blanket. Oh, hey, Doctor Odd, this is your firstborn child, Mazeltoff. What the, it's a big it doesn't blanket. work like that. I don't care what you say, nerd. <laughs> that's you just said that's how the site works. No, no, that means if you're if you guessed wrong, then your firstborn child would be named Dr. Rod's firstborn child. That's oh. the way I see it. So wait, if I ever have children, uh, I have to yes. name the firstborn it's, child Dr. Rod's firstborn child. It's funny because right. in, a way, in a way you're actually both right because they flip the rules randomly and you never know huh. when it's gonna flip. Perfect. Oh, weird. Great. So there's Let's, a there's almost a hundred percent chance that you're gonna name your firstborn child something from Hoggernaut.com. Mm-hmm. Very very okay. high odds. All right. Well, let's uh, blip blip blip. Let's go to the next picture. Yeah, blip blop it up. Blip blop it up. Right. Uh, oh, I don't know about this one. Hmm. All right. Mm. So this one is just there's just a lot of red. Right. Um, there's some uh like little speckles of, of orange um and some green. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna think. I think this is a blanket. I think this Hang is a on. blanket. Wait. Yeah. I think I want to take a stab at it. Okay. I'm looking at. Now, I will. I will go ahead and put in firstborn child for yeah. my bed. Yeah. That they will name my firstborn child. So if I am wrong. Child. Okay. If I am wrong, and I am going to go ahead and guess, uh, Ham Lord. So wait, are we trying to guess the name of the hog? If it is a hog, I'm guessing. Or is that the name of is that the name of well, your firstborn child that you're if betting? If I'm wrong, my firstborn okay. child's name will be Ham Lord. Okay, yeah, that's a let's, win-win let's be situation. Honest. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest with ourselves. Your firstborn child is going to be named Ham Lord, no matter what. Just like William, this like that William Shakespeare play, Ham Lord. I'll be honest. I was I was betting the odds here. All right, let's go right, to. Oh, it was a ham lord after all. <laughs> it's a ham lord after all. It's my favorite ride at Disneyland. Uh, yeah, so it was a very, very sick-looking pig. Yes, uh, I but thought that's what they call them on the farm. They call them ham lords. Ham lord. <laughs> and, and that's the tricky thing is that like sometimes they're pigs, sometimes they're blankets, sometimes mm. they really push the envelope, and it's just like a pink plate. Sometimes it's a pig in a blanket. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like literally and figuratively. Could be yes, a, could go either way. Stuff. Yeah, could go either some, way. Sometimes it's a picture pig. of a motorcycle, and that technically counts as a hog. 
Okay, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's a guy with Vienna sausages for fingers. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a hog or not? <laughs> Sometimes it's a Vienna sausage with a human for fingers. Yes. Oh, that's one of my. I love it when that one comes up. Frankenstein. Exactly. Yep. Frank Furterstein. That's that's what it should have been. Hey guys, how did Sorry we get... guys. Oh, we were discussing my newsletter. Oh yeah. Oh Renee yeah. Says... Well, hey, let's uh, let's do a, let's do an audio log real quick, and then oh, then we'll, right. we'll read through your we'll read through. I'm just Renee gonna keep says. reading this hot coverage in Renee yeah. says. Before before we we talk about Renee says, I want to find out what Renee's has to say about this episode. What? Dumb. This is the audio log for MST3K season four, episode four, Teenagers from Outer Space, uh, which which was a movie featuring people that were not teenagers. There were quite a few that were very questionable whether or not they were teenagers. Yeah, I don't think any of the people in this movie were either teenagers nor from outer space. Yeah. But the uh, like, like young adults from California is not as. <laughs> I don't watch that movie. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds. That Wait sounds a minute. Somewhat is it the young adults from California from outer space? I mean. Well, yeah, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make this uh, factual. I know. I'm just, I just, I, I feel like that outer space makes it snappy. Right, um, right, right. I guess it could be young adults from California from outer space. Mm-hmm. Or young adults from California pretending to be teenagers from outer space. Yes, that's that, pretty good. Is that the full, <laughs> the full actual title of the movie? Yeah, if only you could have been in the room with uh, Mr. Grief. Yep. It's like, uh, this out. it's like, uh, don't be a menace in the South Side while drinking your juice in the hood. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's like a big long title like that. Is that the full title of that movie? Um, probably. Okay, it doesn't really matter. So the, uh, the pre-commercial segment, um, Joel is doing some behavior modification on the bots. Yes. Um, to make it so the bots don't make an NBC mystery movie joke whenever they see a flashlight on spring. Which I on was, screen. one of the reasons I was so excited is because uh, he gets electroshocked at the end when he himself makes uh, such a riff. Yes. Yep. And uh, he didn't really react to it. And it was just kind of like when I got shocked. Right, yeah. Yeah, you guys are cut of the same cloth. Yeah, I felt like I bonded. Yeah. Um... I I am not familiar with the NBC mystery movie, but I assume that there is some sort of flashlight that yes, that I also pictured that, and I feel like maybe I've seen it when I was young and not understood what it was. Okay, yeah, but that's you know I think that's a that's a classic go to mm-hmm. uh, NBC mystery movie and Haikiba and my lungs were aching for air. These are all like what what I come to expect during certain scenes. Right, so. and in fact, like I obviously they're kind of you know criticizing themselves in a funny way but, yeah but i think we're actually disappointed if that doesn't happen yes yeah i agree it's it's very self-referential mm-hmm. but it like you said i i think if we ex- well it, it, exceeding expectations of, or subverting expectations i think it, there's something to be said for it's that it's kind of like how every day at around two in the afternoon you run up to me holding a bottle of lotion and you say it puts the lotion on the skin yeah and you laugh every time yeah because it's funny Right. Well, it. it uh, it's funny. It is funny. That's why I laugh. It's pretty funny. Yeah, because it's like that movie. I know. Yeah, with that guy. Yeah, and like you just do it every single day. And it's, yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's funny. 
That's why I do it. So, uh, scratch and sniff report cards. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, uh, in the invention exchange, um, Joel and the bots do invent scratch and sniff report cards. They... Uh, Okay, I yeah. I wrote down that I wanted to ask you what smells you would choose for which classes. Okay. And for the most part, I would not put what they put. Okay. For a lot of things. All right. Well, give me a specific class. Okay, I'm going to have you come up with a smell for math class. For math class. Okay. Um, be like the ink that textbooks are printed on you know they're like the kind of thinner cheap paper with mm-hmm. like uh you know kind of it's almost like magazine paper okay uh so a little bit of that like the smell of like berber carpet and uh like uh eraser kind okay. of I can, yeah kind of rubber because I, I was very bad at math so i made a lot of like mistakes ah uh, see so kind i of, Kind of like opening a pencil box. Oh, that sounds pleasant. Inside a magazine Um, in a Berber carpet store. Mine's was going to be a slightly soiled pants, which is universally known as the smell of failure. Oh, okay. So So you were worse at math than I was. I was. Okay. I guess it depends. I mean, if it's like my... Didn't need any math to be a big CEO at Spikey. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. You don't, don't. Don't need any math to be trapped in space. Nope, you sure don't. Teachers didn't account for that, did they? Mm-mm, Do nope. your math homework, kids. Yeah, they're sorry. like, oh, you'll need this in real life. Well, yeah, you didn't know I was going to be a kidnap victim. <laughs> Did you? Forced to watch movies. Exactly. And talk about them. I don't need to do math with this job. Mm-mm. Well, I guess we do count wrenches. We do, but I am very bad at that, and also I don't... I don't know if we get any points for accuracy. No, I don't think we get dem- demerits for inaccuracy either. Yesterday I wrote down that we counted three, and we actually counted 56. Yeah, well, you know, there's a, there, I think there's some margin for error. I was just kind of pl- curious Plus or see. minus 53 is our... I wanted to see what happens. I wanted to push the boundaries, and thus far there have been no consequences. Yeah. I I think also it depends on the uh, the math class, too, because if we're talking about, you know, just like regular general math, I think I think my answer still stands. If I'm talking about my 10th grade uh, geometry class, the smell of the report card would be uh, the breath of a teacher who's been drinking over lunch. Oh, man, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> so that's, that's awful. That, that's what that report card would smell like. I'm Sorry. So they're all. I mean, they're all sorts of different, uh, you know, different types of smells. Band had a very interesting smell for me when okay. I was in high school because I used to leave lunches in my band locker. Oh, sometime for half years at a time. Okay, six month segments. I would say it's a lot of time to leave a lunch in your locker. Well, and you know, by the time you pull it back out, it's grown a new lunch. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> if you think about it, it's really practical. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like self-sustaining food. Right, but it yeah. does have a unique smell, and I did get called out of class once to uh, dispose of one of my projects. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> did you have a name for it at uh, this point? Evidently, people who have appreciation for the arts don't have an appreciation for science. No, I guess not. Uh, there's a... My, my band class would be, uh, whatever, like, the smell of, like, valve oil and then, like, the stuff that comes out of a spit valve... Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that just that just banned the the you know some people are like that spit other people yeah. like oh it's, no oh, it's, it's condensation it's condensation we dr odds like oh it's a drinking fountain right well, yeah we don't really know what it is Mm-mm. you know no nobody really knows that's because musicians hate science as we've, exactly yeah, as, as we've, we've established, just established. Yeah. so yeah. there i mean it really could be anything yeah yeah though i think those would be some some delightful some not as delightful 
report cards. Yes. Um, the uh, MADS part of the invention oh, exchange. Oh, oh, one more yeah. thing about mm-hmm. that. I'm sorry. I just wanted to point out, I thought what he was going to get at was the idea that if you had a better grade, it was a better smell. Ah. Uh, so that would have at least had some utility. Um, now, I think his, this, this whole plan assumes that the recipient of the report card is going to get bad grades. Ah. And that the, uh, the smell of the report card will help lessen the blow because the, the, recipient, the, the recipient's parents... Are fascinated by... Okay. Well, they'll, they'll be like, oh yeah, I remember how much school sucked. Let me, uh, let me go a little easy on old Billy. Okay, so I mean, so my approach is actually worse for that because you could be like, all right, let's see what grades you got, and the parents mm-hmm. go in maybe expecting the smell of like cake or mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, happy babies or yeah. something, and they get s- slammed with sloth pit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, or fart because that's what you get for F. Right, and because uh, because they both start with F. <laughs> you know, that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Guys. Oh no, it's it's fine. I I think that. Yeah, I think that Joel's idea might be slightly more kind to the uh, student, but honestly, I like your idea better. Mm-hmm. It's you don't even have letter grades anywhere; you just get smells. I like that. Thank you. Um, the uh, Mads Invention Exchange is a—they're uh, doing uh, a ventriloquist act with a retired CPR dummy. Yes, it's very unsettling. Um, and then halfway through the act, they have to actually give the dummy CPR. Yes. Which is. Uh, I mean, this is not... They're really stretching the bounds of what could be coined as invention, because they neither invented ventriloquism nor a CPR dummy. I, I, I just wrote down no invention, so I just thought that they were just, like, ignoring that completely. Uh, I also wrote down the quote, uh, but Risasa, you as a chick... Which he says not once, but twice. Yep. And I think would make a pretty amazing t-shirt if that hasn't been done already. But Rissa you as a chick? That's my new segment, is uh, what would make a great t-shirt out of film, out okay. of each movie. I episode. love that. Yeah. Yeah, and so for me, that would be the line from this episode. I think I think we should even try and make that shirt, because that would be pretty great. <laughs> okay. Just a non-sequitur. I don't like, care if I'm the only one who wears one. Like, yeah, but Rissa, use a chick. I like that. I, I also wrote down a note from this segment. Um, it was that uh, TV's Frank mispronounced karaoke again. You know, I think maybe it was pronounced that way back then. Karaoke? By, like ignorant americans well i mean it's still mispronunciation though the 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 last time he uh pronounced it was when they were doing their public domain no but what i'm saying is that i've heard a lot of uh things from that era that do refer to it as karaoke as karaoke huh so maybe that was the common pop culture parlance then well, e- either way, both in the uh, the invention exchange during Pod People and in this one, he he calls it karaoke, mm-hmm. which it it's like uh, w- like back on Earth when you would go to Chipotle and someone would like be like, oh, let's go to Chipotle. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's like that. It's where you're just like, oh, just sort of skin crawly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like not, yeah, not not all right. Or like when anyone over the age of like seventeen tries to dab, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's the same sort of uh, same sort of thing. So, um, in the uh, the the second segment, um, now hang they, on. Oh, okay. One more thing about that first segment. Yeah, uh, sorry. To close it off, uh, the bots and Joel are yeah. still sniffing the report card, and yeah. they do not indicate that they have been paying attention to the meds at all. Right. <laughs> Which I thought was delightful. Yes. Yeah. That it's uh, it's. 
it's classic. They're they're starting to become uh, more and more uh, comfortable with their rapport with the Mavs. Mm-hmm. All right, so segment two. Um, the it's <laughs> they do a skit called Real to Real. Oh yeah. R e e l to r e a l. I really liked that. <laughs> I did. I did too. Get it? Oh, nice. <laughs> really? Really? Um, it's it's essentially like. A, a series of dark comparisons between like movie tropes and and real life. Um, it's like you know uh, they because in in the movie and there's actually a couple spoilers in this. Uh, oh, in I didn't this notice that. Real to real skit things that they reference that haven't happened in the movie yet. Interesting. Yeah, um, but it's like uh, the, one of the plot points is that the alien main character guy goes to this this house where there's a room for rent and they just no job no down payment they're like oh well we'll just you can stay here until you find a job and it's like uh so that's the real version and then the real version it's like a guy sleeping in a box homeless out on the right, street right and so it's like it's like a real dark take on uh on on the uh, movie versus uh life tropes but there is a the one that is the same is that in in movies there's a drunk guy sleeping on your couch and in real life that's true too Right. I uh, I enjoyed that. It's yep. just kind of like, you know how in, in real life, the cinematic reel, um, you never see a drunk girl take an entire pizza, scoop all of the cheese toppings and sauce into a mixing bowl, and then proceed to eat that with a spoon. No. Um, whereas R-E-A-L life, that happens quite a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you never see anyone go to the bathroom unless it's part of a, uh, like a bit. Yeah. In, in R-E-E-L life. But that happens a lot in, in R-E-A-L life. Yes, it's true. Yeah, so, there's there, I, you know, I this is, a, I think this is maybe one of the first, like, segment skits that I could see them doing multiple times. Yes. I think it'd probably get old after maybe, like, five or six of them, but, I like. I don't know, I was delighted by the illustrations, too. I don't know who does that. Yeah, the illustrations actually do make it. They were like, very cool. Yeah, they were, uh. They they're bad enough to be like hilarious, but also good enough so you could tell what was going on. I also so. noticed that uh, Joel's eyes are really puffy during the sequence. Yeah, I can't tell if he's tired or inebriated or. He's probably tired. They or, they worked really hard on this show, I think. Yeah. Especially in the early years. Yeah. That or maybe it was allergy season. It could have been allergy season. I was gonna say allergic to something. I don't know. Yep. Yep. They. Uh, I don't know what their shooting schedule was on this. I think it originally aired around uh, uh, late June. He could have done a reel-to-reel on that moment, you know? Yeah. Real life is the is glamorous sketch, and then real life is it's 3 a.m., and you haven't mm-hmm. slept for 26 and you, hours. And you just took allergy medicine, and you're mm-hmm. pretending to be a guy in space mm-hmm. doing a segment. Yeah. That could have, yeah, he could have really broken the fourth wall again. Really? Yeah. Um, the third segment, uh, there's a... Uh, there's a trash receptacle outside in space. I didn't get that. And there's a bunch of like candy and popcorn that's yes. heading toward the trash receptacle. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be like a parody of one of those uh, like old intermission yeah. things. Like, let's all go to the lobby. Or like one about throwing out your theater trash. Yes. Okay. That's what I got out of it too. Yeah. I, I did not necessarily explicitly get the reference. Because I think ever since I was a child, like, movie theaters had just given up on the fact that human beings aren't pieces of garbage. (laughs) And they're like, well, okay, you're not going to pick up any of your trash. So I I don't know. Just, I guess, don't 
be on your phone during the movie, please? Like that that's the bar we've set. That we've gone from, "Hey, could you clean up after yourself a little bit?" At, like during the movie to please don't actively be taking a phone call. I think or, the only like, ones that I recall my theater caring about was that you bought a Coca-Cola. Yeah. Like you could murder somebody, mm-hmm. but you definitely could not not buy a Coca-Cola. Yep. Yeah, please, please. Remember yeah. all those slip, subliminal messaging? Yep, yep. Sort of things going murder, on? Murder equals okay. Not having Coca-Cola equals sadness. But if you murder someone else, you have to buy two Coca-Colas. Right, yeah, one for their widow. Right. And one for yourself. <laughs> and then it's a date, right? Yep. It's a real weird, like... <laughs> I think we could work for them. Post-apocalyptic society. Yeah, there's that weird uh, Coca-Cola commercial, at least the last time I was on Earth, uh, that was like... Coca-Cola was like bringing all these couples together. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a real weird. I don't know. It, Again, probably through. Yeah, through murder, <laughs> some sort of murder or guilt trips. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or Coca-Cola. Or Coca-Cola. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a very confusing segment. Um, segment four. Um, Crow is bored and lonely, mm-hmm. um, and he's talking about how bored and lonely he is. And uh, Joel and Tom are playing cards. Um, I think they're playing like it seems like they're and in, in this I'm not very familiar with uh, like card games mm-hmm. um, card games that aren't Magic the Gathering uh, but like this was like a 52 deck of 52 like regular card game mm-hmm. uh, Tom seemed to be trying to guess whether Joel was going to put down a red card or a black card ah. and then he'd put down a card Okay. and I don't know what game that is I don't or know if that is even a game for it I've heard it called Irish poker. Okay. Is that insulting? I don't think so. Okay. No, I mean it's yeah, I I don't I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I guess. So okay. Well, I, don't, I don't know like <laughs> why is it called Irish poker? I you know, I don't know. Maybe if uh, we like What what Irish stereotype is it playing off of? Uh, I mean, I could yeah, you know, I don't even want to I don't want to touch that. So, we'll just we'll just call <laughs> just it like fun set poker. Set it down gently. This is fun poker. Back away. Yeah. Then run. Yeah. I uh I did not know that was like man, like life before TV was must have been real boring if that was like a thing. I don't know. Like I guess you have a 50, 50, like, why not just flip a coin? Okay, why? well, if that's the card game, then, like, you go through different stages. You have to guess red or black, and then higher or lower, and then, like, a bunch oh, of other, like, okay. it's, it's not all just so. I thought it was just, like, guessing the color. <laughs> well, I mean, that might have been what they were doing. I honestly didn't pay close attention to what game they were playing. Well, yeah, I so. just, I, I, I mean, okay. I, I didn't know there was, like, a more complex level to it, because the way that I was envisioning it just seemed really stupid and weird. So, uh... Yeah, that that was happening. Then, like the ship appears outside the oh, window. Yeah. It's like they call it a skull cruiser. See, this, this completely eclipsed any memory of the car game. Car game right, for me. right. Yeah, yeah. It's like so they do this thing. It's like a giant skull that has like flaming engines, and yes. it like revs past their ship oh, twice. Oh man! Like. I don't care if it's a fire hazard. I want one. Want, 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 want. Okay, yeah, I mean, we can make one. I don't care if it's a fire hazard either at this point, Oh, man, point, we really. really should give it a try. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, it like I zooms. built a robot, you know. What? I built a robot once. Yeah? With Spoonie? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was just a spoon you talked to, but. Huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could talk about that some other time. Well, I'm just saying that I could, I could build, I can build things. Sure, yeah. I mean, I'm not disagree. Well. Yes. 
But they, they, they show that scene like three times. Yeah, and then they, they uh, uh, the pilot of the ca- of the ship, uh, the captain, I guess, um, it appears on the Hexfield view screen, mm-hmm. and it's just one of the fakey-looking skeletons from the movie, <laughs> and it just they're like talking to it, then it just falls over. It just collapses, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're really, really disappointed. Yep. It's like it's like they were like, "Hey, uh, okay, I've got a I've got a cool idea for a skit. How about there's like a skull ship?" And then they're like, "All right, how do we end it?" And there's just like crickets. <laughs> yep, and I like that everyone's disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a uh, that was a, a weird but actually pretty funny. It was funny. Yeah, it, it was. It was like absurd. It had it had a little like almost early Tim and Eric kind of feel to it, kind of the absurdity of it. Yeah. Just how it was like, I don't know, it, it was it was very weird and cool, and I liked it a lot. You're right, it was like a Tatina's pizza roll commercial. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, the uh, final segment, uh, <laughs> uh, Joel and the bots are modeling outfits from the movie. Yes. Which, which are just like jumpsuits with duct tape on them. And I like how the duct tape gets progressively worse applied. Yep. Like yep. by the end it's just pulled up strips of tape stuck. Oh, it's so bad. The uh, the highlights for this for me were Joel striking some very sexy poses, mm-hmm. which was which was a little bit out of character for uh, He was really smizing. Yeah, he was smizing a lot. Like yeah. Tyra would have been really impressed with his uh, with his ability to smize. Yes. Um but uh, the, I think the most like disturbing part of it was they modeled Tom Servo with like weird duct tape pant legs like yeah. crossed and it was real weird seeing Tom Servo with legs. It was kind of like Tom Servo Slenderman. Yeah, it re- that's a really actually perfect comparison. Yeah. Tom Servo Slenderman. It <laughs> which, was Which we talked last time about how much we'd like to have all these cute variations of the bots and things like that and that's yeah. one that I'd pass on. Yeah, I think I'd pass Solid on pass. on Tom Servo with legs. Although maybe Sexy Crow on a bear rug. Yeah, I, yeah. I might go for that one. Yeah, that was the final uh, picture. It was like a, a, essentially a boudoir shot of Crow <laughs> wearing nothing, because he's normally wearing nothing, right. uh, laying on a bear rug. But uh, he seemed to take uh, in he seemed to take umbrage with <laughs> with the inclusion of that shot. I mean, he was smizing too. Yeah, you know. Um, they read a couple letters, and yes. then uh, the the show ends with. An even more disturbing skit, which is Dr. Forrester out on a date with the uh, CPR dummy yeah. uh, from the uh, Invention Exchange, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, real weird. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. Yep. TV's Frank has a penciled on, like, French waiter mustache, uh, and he's he's. Telling... I liked the, the checkered tablecloth. And... Mm-hmm. Yep. They, he, they did a good job of making Deep 13 kind of look like a a low level Italian restaurant. They did. You know, the type of place you would take your CPR dummy <laughs> to dinner. <laughs> so uh, that was weird. That was even weirder than uh, yeah, Tom to Servo's me, legs. Think of a certain documentary that I saw on Netflix that shall remain nameless here. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's like they've almost started losing their minds <laughs> at this point between the like the weird skeleton skit yes. and then Joel looking so tired and then all of these other Tom Servo with legs and then Clayton Forrester dating a CPR dummy there's a there's a lot going on yes there's is. a lot going on at the show at this point and it's I mean I guess maybe the Mads are just successful at this point 
Yeah. In some ways. I guess. Yeah. I mean, they're lo- they seem to be losing their minds also. Right. But if you if they just wanted to increase the quantity of madness in general. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. The uh, the stinger of this episode was the. Uh, um, the alien uh, talking to uh, one of the alien overlords talking to Derek, the young teenage alien, telling him that when he gets back, he's going to uh, they'll they'll give him some torture. They sentenced to torture, 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 which was a recurring riff throughout yep. the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, I I believe that I read at one point in the uh, MST3K amazing colossal episode guide that the writers were just like obsessed with that one line of the movie, <laughs> which is why you did Aww. you did see it uh pop up there's so something much. delightfully childlike about imagining them like watching that scene over and over again and like cracking up and, yeah yeah like i feel i like feel children like children on christmas morning if i could go back in time yeah i would want to go back to like the start of this show and then be friends with all of the people who like were starting MST3K and then just like be able to hang out with them. I think that would be like Yeah, really I mean cool it's thing. not like I mean I don't need friends. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, I know you don't because you're like very unfriendly to me most of the time. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. I yeah. I'm just saying that I don't need friends per se. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Message received, I guess. <laughs> Let's uh <laughs> Let's start talking about this uh, this movie. Tell me tell me some stuff about this movie. All right. Okay. So the the tagline that's on the poster is "Thrill crazed space kids blasting the flesh off of humans," which delighted okay. me because it, it indicates that the lust for movies like Sharknado and uh, just generic pulls like that is is not. New. Yeah, that's that's nothing uh, nothing special. Like probably like early man in caves was like shark tornado. We kill we kill saber tooth tiger today. Blast. What if saber tooth tiger also robot? <laughs> <laughs> How me know what robot is? <laughs> don't know, don't care, just want cinematic action. What 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 if mastodon also volcano? <laughs> Mastocano. <laughs> and we just wrote a movie for Sci-Fi Channel. What if Beard had spiky arms? <laughs> what if Throg get beard transplant from Murderer Beard and then Beard kill other people? <laughs> but eventually talks Beard down and the moment the beard is calm, he shaves it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love this. I love this trope of cavemen coming up with really terrible ideas for movies. That could be a movie in and of itself. What if all college-age cavewomen live in-house and murderer comes in? <laughs> <laughs> what if young men have amnesiac disorder and can't remember what happened to his wife in <laughs> <laughs> we what we do is we paint cave painting backwards from end. <laughs> I lied. I do, I, I do need friends. Can, I, can I really, I really enjoy the caveman version of Memento. Can we temporarily be friends? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sure. Just for a few minutes. Just for, just for the remainder of this audio log. Yeah, we'll try it out. All right. Um, okay. Another thing that really delighted me, and this really doesn't have anything to do with the movie, but. Uh, at 
IMDb on the mm-hmm. Otternet, uh, yes. the the primary plot summary that shows up for Teenagers from Outer Space has a really interesting closing line. Okay. Uh, it says, The invaders who ra- arrive in a flying saucer carry deadly ray guns that turn Earth people into skeletons. And I thought, <laughs> well, hang on. I don't think they're being turned in. I think they already had the skeletons <laughs> inside of them. So, hey, check check me out. I'm going to turn this glove into a hand. It's a magic trick I, that I learned. I feel like it's a grossly inaccurate statement. I'm going to turn this hat into some hair. Well, here we go. Whoa. I'm going to turn these pants into legs. Look out, look out world. Was, I'm a clothes magician. It was very strange. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the skeletons, though, in that movie... They, I, I also read that they use the same skeleton prop for every shot. Which is <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that they just had one. Can we just talk about the... Are we going to start talking about the skeletons or are we going to... Yeah, let's talk about the skeletons. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the dog skeleton is really upsetting. Okay, like, yes. I felt sad for real when I saw the dog skeleton. That was skeleton. like a real weird the, way to start a movie. It looked like a real dog skeleton. Yeah, I'm which, pretty sure it was. I'm like, sure they didn't kill the dog and bleach its bones. No, but, I, yeah, I bet it was not like a new dog skeleton. Right, like I just don't like imagining the fact that, that dogs ever die at some point. Well, and it's also, yeah, yeah, I agree 100%, like totally. Um, and it's also just a weird way to start off a movie. Right, it was right off the bat. Yeah, like open the hatch, immediately, like first out, 30 seconds. Dog. Yeah, like it was. It was sadder than the the intro to Up. You're right. It was. Yeah, you're just yeah. sitting there, and you're like, "All right, well, this is a you're like good oh, teenagers start. from outer space. This is lighthearted." And then like, "Oh, well, let's kill Sparky first well, off." And I don't feel like they ever fully acknowledge how horrifying the idea of people actually getting their flesh vaporized off. And and it's good that they don't because that is really horrifying. It it kind of made me think of what's that movie District. District 9? Yes, District 9. That sort of thing. Um, where they just kind of blow people up. But at the same time, the skeleton was so go- so goofy. It was it was and so goofy. It was obviously plastic. It, and the way that they would plant it on the scene was yep. hysterical. You could <laughs> like tell that somebody's be- like... <laughs> had just let go. They're yep. like, okay, shoot. <laughs> yeah, there's like, all right, and action, and the guy just lets go of the skeleton. And it and it's sort of in the same position as the person was th- that was turning into the skeleton, or I guess having their skeleton revealed. And, well, and, and for it being such a, a, a not particularly stunning effect, they used it a lot. Oh, they used it so they much. They turned so many people into skeletons. I mean, why did they have to turn the girl in the swimming pool into a skeleton? I'm sorry. They didn't turn her into it. Now I'm doing it. Alakazam. Well, my my favorite thing about the science behind this ray gun yeah. is it like completely eradicates all like organs and tissue from inside the body, including apparently the brain, because there's there's just nothing oozing out of anywhere right, after, right. after this gun, except somehow it like retains the ligamenture between the bones. Right, that connect them. Yeah, because the skeleton never, like, falls apart. Right, it's not as though, like, skeletons are invulnerable either, you know? Like, I feel like, uh, well, I take that back. Skeletons are probably made out of rocks. Well, no, they're made out of calcium. They're pretty hard. Well, yeah, calcium. Yeah, but, like, (laughs) I've had calcium tablets in the morning. Yeah. Those aren't that hard. Well, no, they're not, but, I mean, I've broken bones before when I was a kid. Ouch. Like, yeah, it hurts a lot, but I mean, just saying, like, from a skeleton standpoint, I'd imagine that, you know, 
Unless unless this is like someone from a milk ad. All right, more amazing skeleton quotes. Yeah. Uh, when the journalist catches up with Grandpa and he's like, "Where have you been?" and the journalist is like, "Well, there was a skeleton in the pool." <laughs> <laughs> I just came from Betty's house. There was a skeleton in the pool. Oh man, now okay, now I'm thinking about all sorts of other things. I also want to. Oh man, there's so many different directions to go. Um, I want to comb through the movie bit by bit, but I also okay. want to point out that the main female lead looked a lot like Shelley Duvall from the past. Okay. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, yeah. I kept I, thinking I that, can she see was, that she's going to start, uh, she'd reveal that she had a young son who has a Apollo. <laughs> he's got the sight? Yeah. He's got, he's it, got, it, was, it was more like, Shelley Duvall's kind of got like a, a kind of more gaunt, it was like, I feel like Shelley Duvall is the daughter of the actress in this movie and the skeleton yeah. <laughs> from the movie. <laughs> Wait, that would be even more good. Yeah, no, I know. Oh. But Shelley Duvall is, is, and she's got kind of like the a little bit of like the Voldemort nose, uh-huh. kind of. Uh, I might be misremembering what Shelley Duvall looks like, but... Uh, yeah, I I think that I agree with you. There was a uh, very An- another similarity. general point that I would like to point out is that uh, Grandpa's pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about Grandpa's pants? <laughs> they were like maternity. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have like uh, they they were they were definitely stretch pants. They like went up over like his chest practically. <laughs> it was kind of amazing. Yeah, he was a pretty great grandpa character. He was a great grandpa character. Like he, I feel like he makes James Earl Jones from City Limits look like the world's worst guardian. That's true. Yeah, because he cause, was a very affable character. I mean, he was always running into the middle of a. Fight with yeah with his really high pants yeah but uh he was but, a very kind character yeah he, <laughs> my favorite scene was like they, so they they had this big shootout at city hall yes and, I wrote uh, goofy skeleton battle yeah goofy skeleton battle and uh and the the journalist guy shows up because he's, he's he's essentially the uh, he's always one step behind he's like if if. Clark Kent's excuse wasn't that he was turning into Superman, and but he's always missing everything anyway. Well, where uh, is she? Where is she? Where's, and like where? the the girl shows up, she's like, "Where's Grandpa?" And he's like, "Oh, he's over there trying to cross the street." <laughs> it's just the confused old man with like nipple high pants, just like <laughs> looking like he's about to dash into like the world's busiest street. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even feel like the director was involved in that. No, it was like they that that was like. Part of his uh, like audition to edit tape. that part out. Well, then he's like, "I'll I'll go help him." Yeah, I'll go help him <laughs> across the street because I'm such a boy scout. All right, are we gonna do the the summary soon? Yeah, like yeah, that, we can okay. do the. Uh, d- were there any other things you noticed and felt the desire to comment on before I mean, we move on to our 20 second recap? There's so many. <laughs> the only thing I wrote was they started the movie by killing a dog. <laughs> Yes, and we've already we've already covered that. So I mean, I have a lot of things, but I feel like we could delve into them more when we're talking about the movie. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you you got your fancy digital watch up. All right. Got my watch. Oh no! Hang on. I, I turned it off. Okay. I'm well, turning. I'm rebooting it. Why well, you have to reboot it? <laughs> it's not like a smart watch. All right. Let me try. Nope. I turned it off again. Okay. 
Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm All right, ready. you go, ready? Go. Oh, oh. Um, so some aliens come to Earth, and one of them realizes that, like, they shouldn't bring giant lobsters to Earth and kill all the people there. So then uh, he rebels against the other aliens, and he runs into this small town and makes friends with this girl, and then she and her grandpa and her reporter boyfriend uh, try and stop the aliens and their giant lobsters. Uh-oh. That's 17 seconds. Man. Yeah. See, I'm not going to get shocked. I'm not like you. I still think you're leaving stuff out. Well, yeah, of course. It doesn't have to be a 20-second, <laughs> like, reenactment. You, you, <laughs> it's a recap. You forgot to talk about, you know, you didn't read out the inscription that was on the dog tag. Or no. Was it like, Sparky? Sparky in the address, right? <laughs> Sparky in the address, yeah. Yep. Like, I don't. I think that's pretty relevant information to fully understand this movie. Yeah. It's also, uh, I think that this film... Uh, rest in in the uh, pantheon of uh, right next to the the film Dead Alive Mm -hmm. of films where the female lead and romantic interest doesn't care that something that the uh, male lead and romantic interest did killed their dog (laughs) Because there's the famous quote from Dead Alive when the uh, when Lionel's m- zombie mother eats her dog is, your mother ate my dog. <laughs> and, oh, I forgot about that. That is very good. That yeah, is a and good I feel comparison. Like, I feel like the uh, the female lead from this movie's reaction is like, oh, yeah, uh, so one of my guys, like, vaporized Sparky, and she's like, oh, what? But, but <laughs> okay. you're probably fine. Yeah, he's. I'm sure he's okay. Like immediate, immediate the, denial. The only evidence I have that you're not like this other person is that you rode for me for 15 minutes on the way to the pool. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, just that's the basis for my judgment that you're okay. Yeah, man, it's so weird. Like this <sighs> dude shows up to this house and he's like, "I am wanting to tell you something." Like it's essentially like. They, they're either they they had to either know okay we're either renting this room to an alien or to a serial killer <laughs> it was it was like if okay so someone shows up at your, at your house where you yeah. happen to be mm-hmm. renting out yeah you have a you have a room for rent sign they're like i must tell you something and you're mm-hmm. like oh do you want to come here to go to college and get a double major i think i can arrange for you to get a scholarship i can actually co-sign on the loans for your scholarship right if, yeah if you want what's that what else are you saying yeah, yeah what what did you, you want to tell me you like, have a you have a craving for for huevos rancheros for dinner is yeah, that what you're telling i would, me? I, would I will just pay for all your food and board that's um, fine until you get a job yeah, it's like, whoa, so what What were you going to say? And the answer is either, well, uh, my friend killed your dog, or I have this bag of hair that I'd like you to look at. <laughs> like, those are the two answers that that person would give. But yeah, like, the, those two characters lived for about a year after the, yeah, this incident. Please, check out my collection of human scalps. That's, uh, uh, that's a different version of this movie. I thought it was interesting that uh, the teenager, the teenager... Yes. As you pointed out, the, oh, well, one of the riffs was... The big air quotes, teenager. One of the riffs was really old teenagers from outer space, <laughs> which I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the use of the dog tag is ed- evidence of intelligent life. And I was like, right. how do you know that the dog wasn't the intelligent life? Exactly, yeah. How, like, the dog could have... He could have been, like, an employee at a store, and that was his name tag. Although, they seemed unsurprised that the occupants of earth 
were the same form as they were. Right. And that And that also up, somehow spoke the same language. Spoke the same language. It had like the guy's name was Derek. Yep. The, al- <laughs> the alien's you know, name. Classic alien name, was Derek. Derek. Hi, I'm I'm we, okay, we need a name for this alien. Oh gosh. Uh Gleepglorp? No, uh, no, 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 no. Um oh Roxaglor. No, no. Mm, what about Derek? Derek. Derek like Derek's it a sounds, good alien name. It sounds very exotic. Very, it does. Mm. It sounds like one of those those things that like you see in the ocean. Isn't that like isn't like a Derek a thing that's like in a bay or something? Or like a derelict? No, maybe I'm thinking of uh of, of a derelict. I don't know. <laughs> What's happening here? I don't know. I d I don't know. <laughs> it's a no, a Derek is a lifting lifting device. I feel like at some point that he sort of starts to irritably explain why they have the same form. But it was so brief and so squashed and, and inadequate, wholly inadequate. <laughs> that it didn't help at all no yeah yeah uh, uh derek is a, a lifting device that's f- commonly found aboard ships and docking facilities all right so, all right all right you happy cool yeah i am happy, happy now? i'm well i just i'm happy to know that i'm not insane i'm happy to know that i just did not make make up the fact that derek was <laughs> was a thing that okay. it's also a ricky gervais show i think um another thing that i wanted to point out yeah was uh, that they have the technology to uh go to other worlds um, they have these fancy weapons. Okay. The best way they have for getting from point A to B when their whole job is to scout planets is walking. Yep, or stealing a car. <laughs> <laughs> Turning the car's occupant into a skeleton, dumping it out the door, and then stealing a but car. But not before forcing that uh, occupant to explain to you how to drive a car. Right. And then... I guess he drives to the pool, right? Yeah. The rest yeah. of the time they make the t- other teenager trash. Right. Well, and that's the weird thing. It's like, okay, so there's this kid from another planet who I would assume has never seen a car before unless this other planet is literally Certainly never just got like, a license from the DMV. Right. <laughs> and and the, uh, the, the female lead in this movie is like, all right, well, let's go to my friend's house. Here, you drive. Here you go. And he's just like, all right. Yep. <laughs> And there's, like, a little bit where he's, like, stopping too quickly. Right. And, it's, and she's like, you're going to send us through the windshield. You're right. As yeah. opposed to, like, I don't know, like, a traffic light would be meaningless to somebody. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, what is this What is this red, red sign? Red light shining. That, 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 that seems like, like an urgent markings color. Markings on it. Yeah, I fast. should. I need to go fast at this red sign. That was delightful. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, so that, that kind of uh, goes into uh, some of our favorite riffs. Yes. What were uh, did you did you have any favorite riffs in this film? Uh, this one was just it it tickled me. Yeah, I really like when the gas station attendant gets not transformed but <laughs> turned into deflesh <laughs> into a skeleton. Yeah, and the riff is a uh, guess it's a self serve now, huh? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> it that was, was just a good dry. One. There is a uh, since there were a lot of scenes that featured cars. Um, one of my favorite recurring riffs was uh, that every time one of the characters would walk around the back of a car, they they pretend that there's someone in the trunk of oh, the car. Oh, that was a strange bit. Yeah, I like that. You though. did like it though. Mm-hmm, I did. I couldn't decide what to make of it. I wasn't really laughing at it. I was like, I get what they're doing, but it didn't really crack me up. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to resonate with everybody. But, I think uh, one of the best riffs was not made by the actors. And it was not intentional by the movie. Yeah. But uh, there's a part where the lady in the pool, um, 
I can't remember what prompted it, but she goes, that's what you think. And then she slowly <laughs> swims to the ladder. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the acting in this movie is real bad. <laughs> it's really funny. I might <laughs> have laughed the hardest at that. Yeah. Um, I uh, Speaking of the pool, one of my uh, other favorite riffs was when uh, when she gets um, skeletonized. Is that – can we just call it skeletonized? Yes, that, that's okay. more effective. Uh, when she gets skeletonized, uh, Joel goes, oh, someone put too much chlorine in. Because <laughs> they, like, made all – they made the uh, pool kind of bubble around the skeleton too. Yes, they did. pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, the uh, best, dumbest riff that I laughed at during this mm-hmm. – um, was that uh, they throw a rock at the giant lobster monster? The gorgon, gargan, yeah, the gar gargonal, gar gargamel, and, uh, and Tom goes, "Oh, it's it's a rock lobster." Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard you laugh. Yeah, it was real dumb. It was a real dumb one, but he, it was uh, he snorted like a piglet. Yeah. Um, I also liked when the nurse sees the guy like just passed out on the floor after this surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and she and they have her say, have you been waiting long? <laughs> that <laughs> yep. was also yeah. a very good riff. And uh, the, uh, I think one of my little final favorites was when they're, uh, at the very end of the movie, they do this real weird thing, because like, Derek the teenager from outer space, like sacrifices himself heroically um, and after essentially like uh, making out with the main lead who's like dating the reporter guy so like yeah. kind of messes up her whole thing for I couldn't her. figure that out if they were dating or they were just friends it was, it was I think I I got that they were they were a, a thing I think there was there was some mention by the grandpa early on but huh. she had she had fallen in love with Derek and so he sacrificed himself for the greater good and then there's just like a weird like watercolor sort of like overlap painting of him above this little town in the sky that was good and they're like uh joel's like oh look they got his graduation photo (laughs) that was very good and 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 uh looking into the future a little bit because that's a very popular kind of meme you Mm -hmm. know those kind of um i also really really liked when uh the, the evil teenager walks up to the gas station without a car and he has nothing on him and the gas station attendant says, can I help you, sir? And they riff, yes, fill her up. <laughs> like, fill <Yeah>. what? <laughs> you know, his his body. Fill, <laughs> fill up my skeleton with gasoline. Yeah. I need my skeleton to be flammable. There you go. So, let's, uh, let's rate this movie. Okay. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, go ahead. I think I did first last time. Okay. So, I, uh... This movie was not terrible. Mm-hmm. It had um, laughable special effects, but they weren't, like, hard to watch. Right. You could tell what was going on. Yes. Yeah, the plot was easy to follow. Like, it, they just dumb stuff like an alien named Derek and, like, a plastic skeleton falling down all the time. And, like, that scene you mentioned with the girl in the pool. There's, like, stuff to laugh at if this movie wasn't being MST3K riff. Right. It right. would still not be like it's not a good movie by any no, no, any stretch no. of, of the imagination, but it's also not like a terrible movie. Like yeah. it there are redeeming qualities. It's, it's kind of like Birdemic, I would I would put it kind of in that that category of like I feel like a movie someone tried to make like as a serious commentary on something, but yes. then it just ended up being like 
crazy and weird. Well, and, yeah, and for some reason, I also get the impression of there being some authenticity behind what, like, they're trying to do. Yeah. It kind of makes, for comparison, I kind of think of Cry Wilderness, which was just felt like it was trying to capitalize on similar films, and it, it was intentionally trying to pull on the heartstrings in, like, an obvious kind of way to yeah. me. I know not everyone feels that way, but um, this movie, even though it was really poorly done, I did feel sometimes, like, he was really, really trying. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Like, there was a, there was a lot of like effort that went into this movie. Right. They just didn't have a budget or like, you know, I feel like the person who wrote it didn't necessarily like their calling may not have been writing movies. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I would I would still give this movie a, like a seven out of ten. Wow. Like I feel like if this movie was just like on. I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, it's a weird teenager from out of space. I mean, I'm the type of person that I would, no, I, like, I when I was I w- on Earth, I would regularly watch Miami Connection just because right. I love, I genuinely like that movie. Right. And uh, I usually, I mean, like, I like bad movies, but a lot of times I like ones that are, like, oh, intentionally bad, like Manborg. Yeah. One of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, okay, so I personally would be more around the five territory. Okay. But, um... I think that's just because we're using slightly different scales. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, like, like I think you outlined it in the fact that I am a more of a fan of a movie that's hilariously bad, but mm-hmm. it's unintentional. Like it's intended to be something else. Right. And you're more of a fan of the movie that was intended to be hilariously like they, bad. They sort of wink at you, and they're like, yeah. "All right, let's let's just just have a big dog p- pile on this trash heap, and yep. everyone cuddle." Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. certainly not that. And, and mine are like, all right, we need to make this serious kung fu movie. And then and then it just all goes down. <laughs> all, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, what about this episode? I thought it was pretty good. There were some enjoyable riffs, for sure. The skits were really strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a few memorable riffs that I enjoyed, but it wasn't one of my favorite episodes of all time. Okay. I'm going to stick around maybe like a six or a seven. Okay. I I really liked this episode. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, the movie, I think, was it was delightful, um, but not, like, distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, It was a good match. Yeah, the riffing was really great. Like, I found myself... There, there weren't, like, a, a lot of, like... It, it seems like the last few have had, uh, you know, two or three, like, really big laughs and then a few chuckles along the way. But yes. mostly it's me kind of being like, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, and this one I found myself doing like a light chuckle throughout that's a good point they 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 caught me off guard several yeah. times i also don't think i'd ever seen this episode before oh, really? there there's so many that like they're like teenagers from like teenville space right name alien like that all of those kind of blend together right um and so this is this is one i thought i had seen but i don't i did not remember it at all uh and like you said i think the host segments in this are some of like start to finish some of the best that they've had uh in the series so far just every single one usually they're like even ones where there's like like in pod people there's like i think one bit that's kind of a stinker in mm-hmm. the middle but like all of these were either really clever or really weird or right. both and i i really enjoyed them like as an episode i feel like it's really strong all right what's your number uh, i'd probably do nine wow actually it's it's cool. 
I mean, I haven't seen it enough for it to be one of my favorite episodes. Like I said, this is the first time, so it's not going to be like a 10 like Pod People is. But I think that's part of my thing that like it, the ones that I have memories of watching as a kid and really enjoying automatically yeah. get like plus three points. Sure, yeah, yeah. And and this one I found, I felt the same way about this as I did about Cry Wilderness, mm-hmm. where I feel like <clears throat> it's a really good starter episode. Yes, uh, I agree. For, I would, to, to onboard someone um, I would also to the show. It that way. Yeah, this, this is a it's a really solid, solid, solid episode. So I, I liked it a lot. All right, let's uh, let's go to let's go read some letters. How does that sound? Sure, that sounds great. Um, if you want to uh, write to us, uh, the easiest place to do that is our Facebook page. This is facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Um, before we record an episode, an audio log, we usually put out a, uh, a call for messages for a specific audio log. So uh, we've got a couple responses to our um, uh, teenagers from outer space. So, uh, yeah, our friend Joel uh, writes in just to say Hello, Joel. it's not 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 Joel from MST3K, unfortunately. But hey, that's not very nice to the other Joel. Well, no, I mean, it, <laughs> that would have just been like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, Joel writes in and says, uh, <laughs> hey, I hate your show. No, he, he writes in and says uh, both these uh, uh, both of these are absolute classics. Um, yeah. I mentioned uh, Cry Wilderness in the uh, oh yeah in the uh, description for letters. So yeah, uh, and and again, I, I, I what I was finished saying. Yeah, I agree that both of these last two episodes were really great. Very delightful. Um, our friend Steve writes in, um, and he says, um, Hi, "I'm Steve. about I'm about halfway through season four, episode four. I do so love this episode. It's the sort of film I think that makes perfect riffing material. All right." Uh, one, the movie is bad, but it still has a plot that can be followed. Yep, true. Two, in better hands, the idea would have been a decent, if not derivative, film. Mm-hmm. Um, three, the film takes itself very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at That's Captain Torture. <laughs> Torture. He, watch him just chew the scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says four, lots of pauses to riff in. Yes. Which, uh, you know, I think that... that is it's something that you notice when it's not there yes, when they're yeah. talking over a bunch of dialogue or yeah. when the pauses are too long like in uh, uh what was that season three episode like the uh, unearthly i think is what it was there, there were several castle fu manchu is the same way yes, where there's just yeah. a lot of blank space um and and this, yeah, I mean, this there's kind of an art to picking out the perfect movies for this oh yeah uh, just just the right the right amount of space but not too much there's there's not there's not a blank space of no action for too long right um and steve also says cry wilderness is also a delight it's just a silly and badly thought out film yeah does, does it bother anyone that a film such as, with an environmental message has bigfoot being a litter bug with the cocaine <laughs> yep yep yeah uh i think someone mentioned that in the last episode too i think yeah and we also talked about that too so that that seems to be something that everyone except for the writer and director of cry wilderness <laughs> notice so but you know whatever it's still pretty great um our friend paul writes in hello paul um and he says paul not from cry wilderness paul? no no not not the this is uh not the cry wilderness paul as far as i know okay um <laughs> he says I miss Bigfoot. Uh, no, he says uh, the teenagers from outer space is the great episode. What's up with Tom's hands? 
Um, why is Derek driving all the time? I wouldn't let some space alien yep, drive my yep. car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, definitely agree with you, Paul. And what what is up with Tom's hands? Um, Tom servos. Yeah, I didn't notice anything different. I didn't either. So Th- now I need to go back and look. Yeah, I was so distracted by Tom's weird duct tape legs that uh, uh, yeah, his hands didn't seem any different, but. Um, our friend Matthew writes in. Hello, Matthew. And says, as far as lobsters from space go, this one's pretty good. Uh, but it can't <laughs> hold the candle to my personal favorite, Lobster Man from Mars, a movie within a movie, which makes up most of the actual movie and is the title of both the movie and the movie within the movie. You know what would be really fun if we had a life and could do things that we wanted instead of being trapped here? Oh, uh, what's that? If we had, like, a lobster night where we just, like, hung out and watched terrifying lobster movies okay and like ate lobster yeah that sounds fun yeah that'd be cool yeah i want to see this this lobster man from mars movie this sounds amazing it does sound very good it's like it sounds like it's got kind of like an alan wake sort of thing mm-hmm. going on where like one of the best parts of it is the movie within the movie <laughs> or or <laughs> hey i really liked alan wake. i liked alan wake too but the uh what was it darkness falls or whatever the fake like Twin Peaks-esque TV show that they had between acts of that that you could just watch on a TV. Yeah. Like, that was a pretty great part of that game. That's true. Um, So, yeah, thank you to everyone who who wrote in. Yeah, thank you. Um, Again, that's facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. You can also follow us on Twitter at MSD3K underscore podcast. And uh, we do have a Patreon. Um, that is patreon.com slash gizmonic. Uh, the, uh, right now we have one tier reward. It's a $1 a month uh, reward, and that gets you access to our other podcast, uh, Dr. Odd's Cinematic Fun Dumpster. Oh, man. Um, this, so, which essentially the uh, premise behind that show is Dr. Odd picks one of his quote-unquote favorite movies, forces us to watch it, then all three of us talk about it. The most recent one yeah turkish star wars turkish star wars yeah is imagine you were carrying your lunch tray and you had a nice lunch at school and uh-huh. you're walking across the schoolyard to go sit at a park bench okay i can smell all this as though it's on a report card yes yeah and you step into a little pile of dog poo okay and you look down and you're like oh no i stepped in dog poo and then you look up and all of a sudden you realize that you didn't step in dog poo you're laying in dog poo you're laying on your back and you're like how did i get here <laughs> and then you just like you try to get up and you start going around you know trying to like pull yourself out of it and look around you and then you close your eyes and then the next time you open your eyes there's only dog poo there's only ever been dog poo that is the entire universe and it's just like this blurry blurry film <laughs> That's the kind of uh, analysis that you can get if you donate a dollar a month to our Patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash gizmonic. Uh, yeah, but that, but in, in all seriousness, the uh, all the donations really help us out. Um, we're actually in the process of acquiring some new equipment, uh, some pop filters for our microphones for those of you who... Uh, <laughs> Have have subtly requested that at at certain points. Does that points. help us become better singers? Uh, well, it helps us not have so much sibilance in our uh, sibilance, sibilance, and and also it doesn't make the peas pop on the microphone uh, oh. as much. So that that's that we we love and appreciate all of you who have donated. Yes, uh, thank you, hard, hard, and, hard. Uh, it it means a lot to us. It is only a dollar a month, which is like pretty much you know. It, it automatically comes out of your bank account and you're not probably going to notice it but it means a lot to <laughs> us so uh, we we really appreciate it and uh, 
we're we're working on some other cool stuff for the patreon and also some rewards for people who have kind of gotten in on the ground floor of it uh outside of the uh the, the the podcast so you know if you do want to maybe get in on that it's a good time to go to patreon.com gizmonic and donate but if you can't um donate uh for whatever reason and you still want to help support the show and help other people find it you can go to itunes and write us a nice review on there getting so close to 100 we are getting real close to 100 reviews and i think that would be really great it the it helps whatever algorithms itunes uses uh recommend things to other people based on on reviews and uh so yeah, that that also helps us a great deal. If you could, uh, if Get you could love. do that, if you haven't done it, if you have done it and you like are bored and want to make like a bunch of uh, fake Google accounts and go make <laughs> I- iTunes reviews, like I don't, I think that's probably against some sort of policy. But I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying that would be a thing that you could do if you wanted to. Well, and just think about it. You could also go back and like praise previous versions of you, like like yeah. oh, like yeah, like, you could Jimmy like, five 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 is so eloquent and uh-huh. smart. And handsome. And- yeah, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy five five six, Jimmy five five seven, Jimmy five five eight. All found Jimmy five five five's review very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, so you've got you've got this whole kind of network of uh, iTunes review support Everyone's for not only us but each yourself. Backs. It's, mm-hmm. it's yep. Yeah, it's 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 like you're your own back scratcher. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, that so again, that's our facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio at MSD3K underscore podcast on Twitter, uh, patreon.com slash Gizmonic, and then our iTunes page, which you can find by it. I think it's still the first podcast if you search MSD3K in iTunes that pops up. So um, we appreciate and love all of you for listening and love for uh, donating and reviewing and just being generally cool. I think we have like one of the coolest and chillest communities of people on Facebook. We do. Facebook is essentially like a human garbage fire of just constant screaming and pain and like our page is kind of like a cool sanctuary of people just being like chill and talking about MSD3K. Yeah, and I haven't heard anyone say how much they hate the new chick yet. Yeah, Yeah, no one has said anything uh, mean about Renee, so that's really great. (laughs) You are are all wonderful people and we we all love you very much. So, uh, uh, you have anything else before we go, Renee? Uh, just, uh, hang on. Uh, Rustasa, you was a chick. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> He's going to pimp your t-shirt design again? Yeah, Rustasa, just close you that was a chick? All yeah. right. Well, that, uh, that brings us to the end of the audio log for uh, MST3K Season 4, Episode 4, Teenagers from Outer Space. Back to that other thing we were doing. So, so what, what made you uh, want to start publishing a newsletter? You know, I've been I mean, writing my entire life. Okay, like since you were born? Yes, I was doing uh, uh, abstract uh, fictional stories from about one week old. Hmm. I was smearing them onto the wall. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. All right. Well, um, well, what else is in this newsletter? I see that we got the... This is a... I mean, a 10-page expose on hogornot.com. Right. uh, That was my main, main focus. I don't want to use the word overkill, but it might be overkill. To be, but... to be fair, I mean, the ten pages of Ziggy cartoons were kind of, like, going over, even though I'm sure yeah. it's very cheap in syndication. Yeah. I, I figure, true. I figure, as you know, like, yeah, ten pages of Ziggy cartoons is a lot. Ten pages on Hoggernaut is a lot. But if you take mm-hmm. into account the fact that this newsletter is 1,000 pages, I mean, that's a 
pretty average percentage. Oh, so like this the part that I'm holding now is just like, like, like one percent of it, yeah, or not here, even. Here's the rest of it. Oh, whoa. Okay, that is a that is a whoa. bundle. How did you whoa. get that in here? Did you use like a mag lift or something? I wrote it. Oh, okay. I've well, been using by hand. I've been using the barbecue sauce that he put into the wrench room. And I have okay. been smearing it on what evidently was toilet paper. Well, oh, so now to is, clarify, is on... that is also known as Trebus's skin. Yeah, <laughs> so you've written this thousand-page newsletter on Trebus's skin. Right. Wow, you've had, you had Good a... Use. I mean, very ecologically sound. Yeah, it's true. Uh, poor guy. Oh, so you've had a lot of uh, you've had a lot of time to write. Is this like a? Hey, this is like an annual newsletter thing. Yeah, I actually have a little part in there that's kind of like a little bit of a journal where I, I talk about how hard it is to live with some, certain types of roommates and how okay. uncomfortable uh, uh, cohabiting a small metallic space with another being is. I mean, it sounds kind of interesting. What page is that on? You might want to flip to page 456, subsection okay, let me, A. Uh, 453, 454, 450. Five up the four hundred fifty-six. Uh, Hell in space: the tale of a brave woman forced to cohabitate with a monster. Okay, well, this is uh, a great, a great and gripping true story. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Day the one. Monster, the monster. The real ugly too. I mean, <laughs> that's what it says here. Day one. I can't get over how ugly this monster is that I have to live with. Uh-huh. He's the worst and. I hope that someday he accidentally unzips one of the windows and flies himself out into space. But who am I kidding? Space would be so scared of how ugly he is and just throw him back in here like a reverse barf. Okay, so huh. so I was trying to get really creative. I was like, what is something that would be really bad? And I was like, a barf going back in, a reverse barf. So so I was really struck by my muse at that moment. Well, I mean, yeah, you keep, you keep going on. It's like... Uh, in fact, looking at his face and body is like reverse barfing uh, from my own barf that I've had sitting in a pail for 10 years going back into my other barfs and then coming back out and then in again. And like then just barfing barf. back and yeah. forth, back so, and forth. I mean, I feel like, is this, this, this is about me, right? You're ready. Huh? Oh, no, no, this, no. This is just a hypothetical, this is a, a thought oh, experiment. Yeah, friggin'. Friggin' Jeff, gotta make everything about him. Yeah, he's so vainglorious. I mean, like, like on on no page 458, else. you just wrote, I hate Jeff, I hate Jeff, I hate Jeff, over and over and over again. That yeah. sounds like a coincidence to me. There's Ten a lot pages. of people named Jeff. Yes, on I'm, spaceships, trapped in space, that doctors put them on. Yeah, you're reading, you're reading page 460 <laughs> right now. I hate Jeff. That I'm stuck on this space station with. I think it's Dr. a little Odd. selfish to make this about you. I mean, it yeah. obviously is about me. I, this I feel... guy is God. I'm so so arrogant. Right. Or, I can't. I can't change the way my face. I looks. bet you think all these Ziggy cartoons are about you too. I mean, she crossed out all of the the text in there, and it's just Ziggy saying I hate Jeff in every text bubble. So but I kind of do. That's classic. <laughs> that's Everyone classic. knows. Everyone knows. Ziggy hates Jeff. Yeah. You know what this makes me think of. What's that? A little, a little song. You're so vain. Probably think this song is about you. You're so vain. Yeah, I, that's a pretty good Metallica think song. This song I, is about you. Don't no, you? I, th- don't I think that this newsletter is about you. Me. I think this newsletter is okay. <laughs> you can do right. that. You can do that over and over again. Hmm? 
Don't you? Don't you? Don't you? I do. I do think that both this song and this newsletter is about me. I feel very Don't bullied you? right now. Don't you? The monster no, is so ugly. Don't you? He's so I moist. Like I dig this. It's so good. It's the you best guys, song you guys I ever are heard. The worst. You know what? I'm going to start my own com- competing newsletter um, called uh, uh, Jeff's. Is a uh, monster. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be called Jeff's uh, Thoughts. That doesn't uh, rhyme. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, it's, it's it's a work in progress. Uh, maybe it'll be called uh, um, uh, Rain from My Brain. Ooh, I got one. I got yeah. one. Uh huh. Nerd words. Uh, okay, I mean, at least, it, at yeah. least it rhymes, and and it'll it'll have uh, it won't have Ziggy cartoons because Ziggy sucks. It'll what? have Garfield cartoons. Um, did you just say Ziggy sucks? Yeah, I did, and it's gonna it's gonna feature my favorite website. Uh, is this a cow or is it now? And it'll it'll that's have dumb. a big old big old section in the middle that's that's all about how how living with someone who who bullies you and then with another guy who's always eating sandwiches is just the worst and it'll Let's be a real fun newsletter and I'll give it out to give it out to everyone and everyone's gonna really like it a lot it's gonna be lots of cool fun and all my friends are gonna be like hey autograph my magazine you nerd uh, fun and I'll be like yeah being it's cool I'm cool and that's what they'll say I'd like to place my bet Jeff is a ham lord man I'm gonna I'm gonna go hang out with Trebus Hey, yeah, you go ahead with them. Maybe it can help you write uh, some more nerd words. Nerd. Don't yeah. you? Don't you? Nerd words. Some stupid words. You're such a nerd. I bet your bread smells like turds. <laughs> <laughs>